Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 103, Being Emotionally Stable in a Chaotic World. Oh my goodness, what is going on, right? What's going on with 2020? How are you doing? I mean, really, like, how are you doing? Are you making it? Do you feel like you're drowning? Which direction are you facing? Do you know? The world conditions are so demanding right now, and that, and it makes it even more important that we become more self-aware. We have to get grounded in who we are and what we stand for. Not in a taking up a cause. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not like in a taking up a cause way, but in a, these are my values. And no matter what happens, this is who I am in that way. I'm dedicated to who I am and who I want to be. See, most people, I mean, like 98%, it might be 99% <laughs> look outside of themselves. They look for evidence outside of themselves for who they are. They want other people to compliment them to see the good in themselves so they can feel good about themselves instead of just feeling good about themselves. They think the answers are all out there somewhere. They want people to show them who they are instead of deciding who they are. And when people are triggered and say something mean or unkind, they take it on to be their identity. This is not helpful, is it? We don't want random, out of control people deciding how we feel about ourselves because then we're always waiting for the perfect conditions to happen in order to feel good about ourselves. The world is full of triggered people and maybe you feel triggered a lot. You know, a lot of people do right now. So maybe you feel triggered a lot. So you know what I'm talking about. Why do we want, why would we let imbalanced people decide who we are? Of course, of course, of course you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. If I ask you that question, you're like, oh no, I don't want people that are out of control to decide who I am. But it happens. It happens by default unless you get involved and you decide who you are. And this is a process. Like it's not, it just doesn't happen. It's not like you just wake up in the morning and, oh, this is who I am. Like you've got to get involved, like really involved. Like you got to decide. When I coach people, I don't tell them what to think or what they should feel. I teach them how to think and how to feel so they can face anything, literally anything. When you learn to be grounded in who you are, and the direction you're going, and you trust yourself to find the answers and to make a difference and to overcome, boy, it's a beautiful place to be. It's, it's the, it's a, like when I, when I said that it's a beautiful place to be, like in my mind, I saw like blue skies and green trees and, and this doesn't make any sense, but (laughs) green trees and the sandy white beaches with the glistening blue water. Like it's a beautiful place to be. My daughter was telling me about her physical therapist who asked her to stand still. He said, I just want you to stand there 
And then he pushed her, like gently, but he pushed her and she lost her balance. And he said, it's because you're not standing right. And like most people, you're standing, you're, you, when you stand, you're standing back on your heels instead of being centered on your foot. So he taught her how to be centered on her feet. And then he pushed her again and she didn't lose her balance. She stood strong and she could see the difference. She could feel the difference. And that's what I'm talking about. Like that's what I'm talking about is being in that place where it doesn't matter if you get pushed or shoved, you're grounded. When, when you aren't fully centered, like if you aren't fully centered in who you are, you're easily pushed over. That's what you're feeling while you're trying to work through your grief, because in grief, we're not fully centered, are we? You need support. That's why you have to start paying attention and not just letting things happen the way they happen. We all have the power of choice. We have to start realizing that other people's ideas are just opinions and not facts. We have to start realizing that we are viewing our world from our current perspective and other people are coming from their perspective. And then we're kind of running into each other. And that's kind of, that's, that's what's happening. Have you ever, have you ever had the, like the VR experience, the virtual reality, like you put the headset on and it, it creates this kind of three dimensional 360 experience where you're in a totally different place than where you're actually standing. I've, I've done those before, you know, I've put the helmet on and I've seen the pictures and it's so disorienting because my mind is saying, my mind is saying, this is not like what I'm seeing is not actually where I am. So I'm kind of, you know, as I'm moving, I'm thinking, oh, am I going to run into a wall that I can't see because I'm looking at a different reality? And, and it's just, it's very disorienting because you are actually like, it's like you are taking on this whole different reality. And each of us, each of us are in our own VR experience. Think about that. Every single one of us has a different perspective, a different viewpoint, different experiences that have shaped the way they see things. And sometimes, well, often, often we have experiences that shape the way we see things so that we don't see things in a way that's helpful. And that's why we find ourselves in depression, anxiety, despair, disappointment is because we, we're, we're not seeing things in a way that is going to be most beneficial for us. And that's why getting involved in, in, in who you are and who you want to be is vital. I've been reading a book called Mega Human by Deepak Chopra. Really fascinating. I'm not that far into the book, but it has one of the most profound examples of how our views are created by our experience that I've ever read. Let me share a, a little tiny bit with you from my reading that and you know what I learned from that and my experience with art. So in art, there's a principle 
called perspective. And so when you're painting a room, you have to paint the perspective so that the back of the room, the area that you want the eye to believe is further away has to be smaller and the objects that are closer have to be larger. And that's why you see like in paintings, and one of the best examples is it of this is when people paint, say a mountain with, with trees, the trees that are up close or, or they're not actually up close. Like it's a flat canvas, right? But the, the trees that, that we perceive as close up are the ones that are in the foreground that are larger, have more detail and more color and it's just more defined. And then the trees and the objects that they want you to, to see as being further away are less defined, less color, less detail. And that's how a painter creates perspective on a flat canvas. But in Deepak um, Chopra's book, he talks about this idea of how we learn when we're as an infant and as we're growing, we actually learn how to see with that perspective. Like we, we look at things and we, ex, we start to expect certain, we, we develop this expectation of different patterns. And so then when we see the pattern, we just, our brain just morphs it into what it's telling us we're seeing. Uh, for example, let's think about, okay. So if you've ever seen that, I actually watched a, and I, I don't remember the name of the program, but I watched a episode about this idea of like the optical illusion and they were showing, it was so, it's so crazy. I, it, just go on, just go on and Google optical illusion and look at, look at you. Maybe you've seen some of these things before where they have like, um, one of the, the one that's coming to mind is where they have like the circle with the line through it. And then they have another one where the, the line is, isn't in the circle, but it has something else around it. And our, my, our mind visually believes that the line that's outside the circle is bigger than the one inside the circle. Go on, like I said, go on and Google and look at optical illusions. There was one like that really stood out to me on this program where they were showing this board and it was the craziest things. It's, it was like they had this sticker that was a certain color. And when they put it on one side, it looked like it was almost white. And when they put it on the other side, it looked really dark and it was, it was mind blowing. And so that's what happens like with our perspective, like we can see this in the way that our eyes interpret things. And, and the reason that these optical illusions happen is because we're going by assumptions. We're going by the assumptions and the way that our brain interprets things. That's why, because our brain is looking at it and it's going, okay, this, I see this object. This is the way we interpret it. So it's not actually showing you the reality is showing you the interpretation of reality. Crazy, crazy stuff. Anyway, I just think it's so 
Interesting. Our mind adjusts things to how we have learned to view the world. Let me say that again. Our mind adjusts to things to how we have learned to view the world. If you grew up in a household with certain belief systems, certain um, ideas, certain ways of doing things, you have a different perspective from someone else who learned and grew up in a completely different environment. You just do. You just do. And you take on some things that, that, you know, I've talked before about, um, beliefs and what beliefs are, and we end up taking on beliefs that are actually not true that and are not helpful. You know, I'm in a different place with my grief experiences. So I've learned to view grief differently than someone who is in the middle of it because I'm on the outside you know, like I, I've gone through that experience. I felt the healing of grief. It was an experience that expanded my soul and allowed me to be who I am today, which I'm so, so incredibly grateful for, but I've learned some things. So think about being like, you really visualize yourself being in the middle of a tornado in the very middle of a tornado. Like that's not pleasant, is it? <laughs> You'll view it really, really differently than the person viewing it from 10 miles away. And if you were in the middle of the tornado, you, you would wish you were the person 10 miles away. It's your current reality is not reality. I know it's crazy, right? That's a mind bender. It's a mind bender for sure like messes with your head. What's causing your pain now doesn't have to continue to cause you pain, but the pain is so great. You've had some horrible thing happen. You've had some really distressing experience. You've experienced great loss. You've gone through hard things and the pain is all consuming. And maybe you've gained some measure of clarity and the pain is subsiding but in order to heal, you'll be challenged to change your perspective. You'll be challenged to forgive, to say you're sorry, to forgive yourself, to see that things can be different in your current world. You'll be challenged to stop arguing with what is. We spend a lot of our life arguing with what is. So-and-so shouldn't have said this, or so-and-so shouldn't have shown up this way, or so-and-so should have called or shouldn't have called. My friend, my husband shouldn't have died. I shouldn't have gotten a divorce. I shouldn't have, he shouldn't have left me. It goes on and on every day in small ways and in huge ways from he should have brought me flowers to he shouldn't have had an affair. We have all these thoughts about how it should have been versus what actually happened. I know all about this. I've had the same thoughts in big ways and in small ways. It was th thoughts like my husband shouldn't have had an affair. Now I'm talking about my first husband. Don't get upset with Ron. We've been married for, oh gosh, I was trying to think 26 years now. And you know, <laughs> he's a good guy. So, but you know, I was married before and I went through some hard things and, and I'm, I had the thought my husband shouldn't have had an affair. He shouldn't have done what he did and caused our divorce. I shouldn't have have, I shouldn't have to be a single mom with three little kids. My brother shouldn't have committed suicide. My kids shouldn't have died. 
But here's the problem. Like there's part of, part of these statements that we want to like really cling to because you're probably saying to me right now, you're right. He shouldn't have. Those things shouldn't have happened, but they did. That's the problem. And those old thoughts, those thoughts that they shouldn't have happened, none of those things, none of those thoughts, none of the argument with it was going to change anything because he did have an affair. I was divorced. I was the single mom of three kids. My brother did die by suicide. Carrie and David did die. I was in total resistance to what is for so long. And as long as I stayed in resistance and denial and blame, whatever you want to call it, I lacked power. I lacked power to deal with what was. Now, don't get me wrong. Those thoughts are normal part of the healing process. So if you're having those, th- those thoughts, I don't want you to beat yourself up. I just want to open your mind to the possibility that there's a different way. Our brain is going to ask questions that are exhausting. Our brain is going to say, why, 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 and try to offer us that that shouldn't have happened. But when you become aware of where you are and where you're going and where you want to be, that's where the magic happens. When I work with people, we spend a good amount of time in getting clear about where they are where they're currently headed and where they really want to be. Then we do the work to head in the direction they want to go. It's not about what I want. It doesn't have anything to do with what I want. It's about what they want. It's powerful. It's life-changing. It's life-saving work. If you're going to be stable, steady, and calm during life's storms and the world's chaos, it's time to stand strong in your place and get balanced. You get to decide who you are. You get to decide what you believe in and what you stand for. Don't look outside yourself for these answers. Trust your heart. Trust your gut. Trust yourself. If you're a person who believes in God, bring him in on this. Or if you have another spiritual practice that helps you, go there. Be there. Breathe it in. Start writing. Start writing, I am. And and describe who you are and who you want to be. You know, if you, you have the idea that I am weak or I'm not healing, then you might want to write, I'm strong and I am healing. And then write, I believe in and write what you believe in. And I stand for, I stand for truth. I stand for honesty. I stand for kindness, whatever that is then believe it. Believe it until you have new insight to add to it or to strengthen your conviction. It's a loving place. It may bring you to tears even because you feel it so deeply. It may be hard at first because you're not used to doing this. So if it's hard, that's okay. It may be hard the first time to write this out for yourself because you're You know, you're not used to asking yourself the question and getting the answers from within. It takes practice, but it's worth the practice. When you do this, it's powerful. There is power in deciding who you are, where you're going, and where you want to be. It changes your life. It changed my life. This week, I hired a coach. 
a coach that I've worked with before that I had planned on working with again, but I'd been wanting to work with him again for a while. And I like, this is like high level coach, you know, it's like the big bucks <laughs> to work with, with people at that level that can, you know, that can help me get where I want to go because they've been where I am and they've, you know, they're at a higher level, but it's worth every penny. It's worth every penny for me to work on my brain and to get me aligned and to get me strong in who I am and where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. Like it's worth everything. And I had been kind of arguing with myself over the last, I mean, seriously, it's been too long, you know, several months about doing this again. Like I, I always work with coaches. I have, you know, sometimes I have more than one coach at a time helping me with different things, but this particular investment was a, a pretty good investment. And I just like, Oh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I've done the things, blah, blah, blah. You know, I had all this drama in my head. Maybe you've had this drama too. And I was in the airport by myself, getting ready to fly home from Florida to Salt Lake City um, after you know my dad's funeral. And I was in the airport and and that thought and feeling came to me again. It's time. It's time, Julie. You need to do it. And I, you know, I found the old arguments coming up. <laughs> and I and then I heard very distinctly, do it now. Send the message now. And I did. I sent the message and I said, hey, you know, last time we worked together, you offered me this, this package. Is that still available? What do we need to do to work together again? And that has only been four days ago. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Four days ago, less than, and it's already magic. Like I'm, once I made the decision and got out of all the confusion of it, it's like been, I don't know. It's, it's, it changes. It changes me. I, I see this in the people, you know, when I work with people, the minute they make the decision to call, the minute they just, that they decide to meet with me, the minute they decide to, to invest in themselves in a program that's going to help them walk step by step, things start to shift immediately because we're heading in the direction that we want to go. I thought about you when I was going through this process of hiring my coach this last week, I thought about you because I, you know, I hear all the time, I talk to people and they go, oh, you know, I've been thinking about this for a year. Or I've been thinking about this for a while. I just, you know, I just didn't know. And there's all that hesitancy and all that concern and so forth. And, and we put off, we put off what's important because we, we hesitate and we doubt, but just know that I'm here for you. Let's talk. Let's talk about how you can stand in your power and how you can decide where you want to go and how you can get there. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the ways that you personally can apply the work that we've been talking about on this podcast. Maybe you've been listening for a while. Let's apply it to your life. Let's, let's figure out what the best strategies are for you. Okay. You have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.